then a couple of massive throws, but they were fouls. And that one, has he landed it? Well, it's gone a long way. And I see the white flag. 68-24. I was looking for it. I found it. National record, nonetheless. I was just about to say it's a personal best. What a time to produce a lifetime best. The furthest ever by any Australian athlete. Wow, Matthew Denny. Oh, yes, Matthew Denny doing his best. I've got so many questions. For World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. Matty Denny, how are you? Yeah, <laughs> good, fellas. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was... Um... To be honest, listening that through the phone, you'd sound like it's a T-Rex going off or something. But um, no, it was, yeah, I don't know. It was a pretty like big reaction for me because I knew I was in good form and I'd fouled a few throws and we were just kind of going at it, trying to find the throw. And um, you can hear in that audio clip where I said, like, you know, I was looking for it and I found it. And like, that was the throw I was looking for. And um, yeah, just emotion poured out of me. So I guess. Mate, it was awesome. You know, that's how, yeah, it's good fun though. So. Good was, little, my throat was sore definitely was after. So, But that audio, just so we clear it up for all our listeners, that was the Australian discus record five months ago at the World Athletics Championships in Budapest, a throw of 68.25 metres. Mm. That, that's huge. Like, take us back to the beginning. What got you – like, when you think of athletics, you don't think of the sexy discus program, do you? Like, what made you get into discus? No, I thought the sex appeal for discus was pretty high, but apparently, apparently not. So, <laughs> No, mate, when I, you know, when I started out, like I was a pretty, um, I was a pretty athletic kid in general, like all my brothers, um, they all played footy and league and, you know, one of them was um, fortunate enough to play NRL for a bit and that was kind of like my route, that was where I was thinking about going, like they were kind of, you know, when I talk about who I looked up to, it was my brothers and my parents and my family and stuff and yeah, and then it kind of shifted from there where I I started doing discus and throw like shot and hammer and like throws and stuff. And I got last in the state in grade six and seven. And like, I liked it, but I was obviously not that red hot at it. And then I decided to get a coach after getting last in the state twice. And uh, yeah, I just, once I figured out like what, what it's about, what you do, how to be good at it. I, you know, I just fell in love with it and I fell in love with individual sports and, you know, it wasn't like I saw an Olympics and I go, oh, you know, you know, all those stories where people see an Olympics and that's where they want to go. It was yeah. more, I just wanted to be the best at this and it turned out to be an Olympic champion. That's the best thing you can do. So, um, yeah, I just, I really fell in love with the sport, to be honest. Matty, I know when you're going through the junior ranks, it's obviously the discus are a completely different weight. I think, well, they're about one and a half, two kilos, aren't they, in the juniors? So, what are the weight differences? Yeah, so, so how, how heavy yeah. is it when you when you go into the Olympics, for example, or the World Champs? How heavy is the discus itself? So for, for open men and open women, so men's is uh, two kilos, and then the women's is one kilo. Um, and then so like when you're progressing, like if you're in school, like it can be 500 grams for like um, up to I think it's like grade five, and then seven 750 grams uh, for both boys and girls, and it goes to one kilo in under 15, and that's where women stop. And then men go from like a one to a one and a half for under 18s. And then under 20s is 1.75. And then a two kilo. Because to jump from a one kilo to a two kilo is, is a bit of a, is a bit ridiculous. It's like trying to go from like D grade football to A grade in, in one year. Really? Um, 500 grams. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't seem like much, but it just, yeah, it's, a, it's incredible. Once you start moving, like how much it can affect your movement and how much, you know, strength and power and 
um, athleticism really comes into play. You get found out really quick if you're not pretty strong. So yeah, that, it's 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 a good progression. But um, yeah, I do wish I could throw the one kilo still because they were good memories. Hmm. Now you came close to a medal in, in Tokyo, of course, and then the gold in the Diamond League, which is only last year. Now the Diamond League to the listeners, they're the that's the elite, the best of the best, are in, an invitational. So you got a gold there, and you're tracking towards Paris now. Are you are you on on uh, are you chartering the the right way? Are you, are you are you hitting all the right marks at the moment? Yeah, like we've had a really good off season, and obviously, yeah, like four fourth at Tokyo is pretty brutal when you're only five centimeters off the medals, and um, and then did it again at, at Budapest this year. Ah, sorry, last year at the World Champs, fourth again, um, and I mean that fourth was the farthest fourth place throw ever. So. Um, pretty good company at the moment in men's discus. Like it's it's one of the I would say probably the best um, era of men's disc. So it's you know it's nice to be in the mix there. And um, I finished the year off well, getting I actually rebroke my Australian record. So I went 68 48 um, at the Diamond League final there. So beat the current world champion, current Olympic champion, and you know showed that I'm in the mix. So it's yeah, it's it's going to be a really competitive year this year and and everyone's obviously eyeing off Paris and that's the you know the one in a million shot um that everyone's focusing on so I think we're like we're in we're in great form and you know we're opening up the season in Adelaide next week and we've had a great off season and progressed well so you know the plan's just to keep progressing and and find those bigger distances and you know set set myself up to be in 70 plus meter form by the time um you know the Olympics come round if not earlier so uh, yeah, it's it's competitive, but I like it. I, I like to be able to you know grind it out and, and fight for medals with these boys because it's a it's a fun place to do it. I've met Matthew. He's a fair income, decent bloke, good bloke. But he's also a big unit, six mm. foot five, hundred and eighteen to hundred and twenty kilos. A bit like me, my weight fluctuates as well. <laughs> now I want to I want to compare our athletic meal plans, mate. What do you what do you eat each day? Oh, it varies. I'm actually on a little bit of a um, a drop plan at the moment, just trying to uh, shed a couple of Christmas kilos. <laughs> uh, but mate, it's not it's not too complex. Like it's just you know a lot of people think that it has to be you know over the top if you're like a massive guy. Like some guys, some people uh, like guys and girls find it hard to manage weight. Like I'm I'm pretty good with it, um, especially like with muscle mass and whatnot. But you know I work work with a nutritionist and it's it's pretty basic stuff like. Just making sure you're getting a balance between all your all your honest needs and you're catering that towards your training and stuff. Um, How and many it's, Chico it's rolls would you meals. do in one one sitting? Chico would... rolls, mate. I'm not a Chico roll guy. Oh, going, thank you. I would say I would say my biggest in in the Pizza. past. My biggest like no three large uh, kebabs in a row. That what that that's bloody that, that's my that's my probably one of my top ones what? or like a one point five kilo. Steak. Hey, have that's you ever have you ever have you ever had a bogan cigar? That's that's the food choice uh, preferred food choice of what sports. What is a bogan stuff. cigar? What is a Maddie? Sit down, sit down. It's Please a, tell me what a bogan it's cigar a, is. It's a plain long bread roll, fresh white bread roll. Yep. Yeah. You chuck. Yeah. Some people put butter on it. I don't choose to because I'm healthy. You then put a sausage roll in it. And then just lay it with tomato sauce. That, my friend, is a bogan cigar. God, that sounds like all cholesterol. Yeah, exactly. I would, 
I'd swap yeah. out the tomato with barbecue. Yeah, it, you're a man that's close to my heart. You are. Yeah, right, that's yeah. okay. As long as that's, as long as you're not having like a a feta roll or with you know tofu, a tofu or no, something like no, that. A classic <laughs> sausage roll, like a good. Good yes. gourmet sausage roll with some barbecue sauce yep. goes pretty far in my book. All right, now but just when, whack- we're, when we're prepping for Olympics, they stay on the uh, yeah, on the outer card. Uh, I will say. Now, yes. Maddie, while still on the subject of food, the food hall at the Olympics. Now, I've oh. heard stories around not only food itself, but you run into some pretty famous athletes from other sports, from other countries. Is there? Did you come across anyone from any other countries or sports that you sort of went, "Wow, I can't believe he's in the same room as I am." Actually, I'm glad you brought before we before we jump on um, name drops. Uh, one of the other ones that I did when we did 2016 Olympics, this was when um, they had maccas in the village yeah. still. So, so we always used to do like, and it was like free maccas and stuff. So I had finished competing and a few few others, and I'm like, all right, let's do some food challenges. So I did a hundred nuggets. What? Um, yeah, that was brutal. What? Um, so yeah, so I got the hundred nuggets done, but then the Probably the the name drop was probably I would say Bolt. Like I remember before he ran his um, his final at Rio, so the Jamaican tent and the Australian tent was next to each other, and anyway, and they're calling out for the final. And you know, the thing with when you go to Olympics, like you have your call room times, and they're very strict. Like once you miss the call room time, like you're out. Like it doesn't matter. Um, they're very strict with it, and. I remember getting that drilled into me all day long. You've got to be on time or early. And they called out Usain's name probably like five times before <laughs> they're like, you know, you know, it's shutting. Like, Usain, please come to the call room. And here he comes just slowly walking. Like, for the fastest man in the world, I've never seen a person walk slower <laughs> to, uh, to a deadline. And he just strolled in there and then he goes and runs, oh, like, sub, like easy sub 10s and wins and... Yeah, it was, you know, just seeing that kind of stuff. Like, it wasn't – I've never been, like, a person who's been overawed by, like, celebrities or, um, like, pro athletes. But, like, I would say that, you know, watching watching those kind of guys warm up and, like, the, you know, they're the best athletes in the world, they're the fastest, most explosive and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty shocking to the brain to watch someone move that quick mm. off, like, such a standing start and stuff. So – yeah, I, um, you know, for the fast man in the world, he uh, definitely doesn't have a good walking speed. <laughs> now, we're here for World Gym Australia, of course, improving lives through fitness. With your training, Maddie, I know obviously it's, um, it's tiered depending on how far you are, are out from a big event, but what's basically what's the makeup of most of your sessions? Is it there wouldn't be a lot of conditioning, I wouldn't be thinking? Is, is it mainly all power and strength? Um, uh, it, it kind of varies, you know, as I've got older, my training age has progressed, like it's, it's changed and the structure of my training's changed as well when going to a new coach. So the current training, uh, schedule that I have is four days a week, but each, each day is a double day. So like I'll do a, a so Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll do a throw in the morning and like some activation work, throw. 20 minute break and then I'll go and lift um, and then I'll be done by about 12 o'clock. So it's from eight till 12 that most of my mornings are locked off for training. Do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, ah, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, but then like when it comes to content of that gym, uh, like of that work, it's obviously technical and you vary weights um, depending, like you might go underweight for more speed focus, overweight for more strength focus. And then gym, it's, it is, it's complimentary, but it's also basic exercises because, like, if you want to get nerdy about it, like, sometimes if you 
overdo the specific aspect of what you're training for, it can become um, you don't have a rea like a training reaction to it. You don't have an adaptation to it, and it becomes normal. So you try and keep your basic building blocks, like you know your squats, your bench, your um, deadlifts, and then your Olympic lifts, which are a big part um, of our training, as well as like ballistic and jumps and med ball work. And the thing with throws is you you have to be really good in a lot of different worlds tie all of that together so quickly just any one piece of a little bit of advice that you would give any young kids coming through right now what would you say to them oh i you know i was thinking about the other day like someone asked me what i would like tell myself um when i was going through and i think um persistence is is probably the big one like it's very easy to get hooked on something like i'm king of it like get hooked on something enjoy it for a short period of time and then expect really big gains in a short period um and then you know once that decays like still expecting that so i would say persistence in in what you do and and being able to stick things out like you know there's a lot of time uh, as an elite athlete you know especially when you know i've been doing 13 plus years now you know there's times where you come into plateaus and it's very easy to go well i'm not progressing and things get hard and you kind of got to grind through it but yep. persistence is always just chipping away chipping away and well you certainly got a pb in my eyes uh with the three <laughs> three uh big kebabs uh in a row so well done we've yeah, learned a lot about you today Matthew mm. and uh i want to see a photo of you tucking into a bogan cigar the official the official after food. a gold medal at paris yeah and a yeah, hundred after a gold medal oh my god <laughs> yeah. Peak cholesterol post medal. Yeah, yeah who cares about wait. cholesterol? Mate. You win a gold medal. That's right. Jeez, oh, Matt Denny's had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. what happened? Oh well. <laughs> it, actually, if you do have a heart attack, does the gold medal then go to second place? Yeah. <laughs> Just jokes. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Maybe Matthew Denny. No, no, I'll try not to. Good luck in Adelaide, mate. You've got the World Athletics uh, Invitational next weekend. Good luck with that. Thanks for joining us for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generations of legends. You certainly are one, mate. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the chat.